This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunas all back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time, keeping you up to date in the world of Arsenal. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Good morning. Welcome to Match Day. Arsenal face Manchester United away at Old Trafford this afternoon. I'll be heading up to the Northwest just after the show has completed, although it's fair to say that my packing went nowhere i haven't even started i need to do that pretty quickly so uh it's been a it's been one of those days where you wake up and you're like oh god i can't i can't get out of bed so uh <laughs> i'm going to be doing that swiftly upon the conclusion of today's show which probably means it's going to be slightly shorter than usual but uh i think you can forgive me for even doing a show on a sunday on a match day when i'm traveling five hours there five hours back in one day it's going to be fun it's going to be great uh but good morning to everybody in the chat box good morning to daniel good morning to james fuller and black Sean and stevie and jose good morning to rich and game day Matt G, uh, Ray, good morning to you, and Carlton and Carl and Runs with Cows and Stephen, Tony and Kaiser and Blackshine and Udurile. Good morning. I uh, hope you are having a fantastic weekend so far. Yesterday was great. Had a chill day, day off. Managed to have a couple of uh, non-alcoholic beverages. Beverages? That's not a word. <laughs> I can't remember what the word is these days. Anyway, it was a great day. Enjoyed myself. And uh, a great follow-on, of course, from the live show on Friday night. But make sure you do go check out Beveraginos. That's that's the word. Um, <laughs> go check out the latest prize on Football Prizes. Um you can obviously still win. There's 20 tickets, I think, left in the competition. Link in the description. You can get a hospitality ticket uh, to Arsenal against PSV. We have plenty of opportunities to win some instant prizes like a signed Sinchenko shirt and Tony Adams shirt as well and much more. Um, also vote for us in the FCA tonight. Voting closes at midnight. So if you haven't voted already, what are you doing? <laughs> if you can actually vote on multiple things. So if you're voting on Twitter, go and vote on the website. If you're voting on the website, go and vote on Twitter. If you're voting on Instagram, go vote on Twitter. You can do it across all of them. So vote across every single platform you can. Helps us. Helps us loads. We also did a preview yesterday, which shows a, to scale, Lissandro Martinez. Uh, and we did our preview yesterday with Dan and Simon looking ahead to today's game against Man United. Where we looked at the lineups. We talked about some of the injury news, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a bit. 
and of course our predictions ahead of the game as well. The under-21s beat Blackburn 4-1. Really good performance from the young guns. Um, however, there was a contrasting performance and result for the under-18s who lost 4-2 to Newcastle. Um, hopefully they can turn things around. Jack Wilshere's under-18s, of course, not had the best start to the season. Hopefully Jack can turn things around very soon indeed. They did, I believe, win against Spurs, if my memory serves me well, but uh, lost 4-2 against Newcastle. So certainly one that needs changing. Hopefully Jack, as I say, can start turning things around a bit quickly. City and Liverpool both dropped points in their games yesterday. Liverpool drawing 0-0 against Newcastle. Uh, where at Newcastle? wasn't Newcastle, was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Everton, sorry. It was the <laughs> complete mind blank. Yeah, nil-nil against Everton, uh, in which arguably Everton should have probably got a win out of that game, which kind of shows you how bad Liverpool are this season. Manchester City, meanwhile, drew against Douglas Louise's Aston Villa. Uh, of course, that kind of raised the uh, the argument of, well, we've beaten Fulham, who've taken points off Liverpool. We've beaten Aston Villa, who have now taken points off of Manchester City. Um, it kind of shows that there are no easy games. So despite people saying that, you know, the fixture this has been kind and arguably it has, sure, you still have to win those games. And teams aren't winning the games that they should win and Arsenal are. So I think that we should absolutely be thrilled with the way in which we've started the current season. And Aston Villa should have won the game because Coutinho's strike, which was a brilliant one, he was onside in the build-up to that every single time a player is played through. The referee keeps their, the, the linesman keeps their flag down, waits and waits and waits, and then puts it up at the last minute. And sometimes it's infuriating because obviously it's clearly offside and they should have made the decision. This was not one of those situations. How the how the official could have even known where Coutinho was in that moment, because it was kind of a weird deflected pass and Coutinho ran back and took it on. I, I don't know what the in terms of the rule, it was kind of it was a back pass. But because Coutinho was obviously ahead of the player that he backpassed to, I don't know if he if he was in an offside position, if it even would have been offside anyway. But he was onside whatever because the defender was playing him on. Should have absolutely been a goal, should have stood. And who knows, for Aston Villa's season, that could be pivotal. If they go down or miss out on something by two points, one point, they'll look back on this game as, again, the officials making some rather silly decisions. And we are going to have to deal with potentially more of that today because Mr. Paul Tierney, my least favourite current working official is going to be taking charge of the game today against Arsenal and between Manchester United. He lives in the Greater Manchester area. I, I can't get my head... When I was growing up, you know, one of the things that I always used to look to, and call me sad all you like, but I used to look at kind of where uh, officials would live in relation to the teams that they were officiating. He lives in Manchester. He comes from Manchester. <laughs> what, what is this going on? How could this happen? How can this be allowed that officials are officiating games where they live? Is Are we just saying that it's because of travel? You know, in my view, and call me mad for this, but I feel like referees should have to travel further than the away teams. That should be like a staple. The, the, the officials should have to travel further than the away fans are traveling. If you can get up and take a 20-minute stroll to the stadium, that that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> you should not be allowed to officiate if you can take a 20-minute stroll to the game. I think it's obviously more than that. It's like a 20-minute drive, but still, it's a joke. Like, How can this be allowed? And I think, some, I think the guy who's on VAR, whose name escapes me, is from Bolton. Uh, I saw someone tweet yesterday, so which is in the greater Manchester area as well. It's... Pfft, 
just expect, as Tim Stillman tweeted last night, uh, I think it was to expect some, quote, rascal decisions. <laughs> I didn't put Tim Stillman down as the type to use rascal in a tweet, but I found that very amusing. Um, but yeah, I think that's fair. Rascal decisions incoming this afternoon. So just be prepared for that. Um because it's going to get real. Anyway, the big news of the evening uh, last night was the news regarding team news. Zinchenko, Ben White, Rambo and Odegaard have all travelled for the game, which is fantastic news. I will say what I said on yesterday's preview show, which is don't get your excitement up about Zinchenko just yet, because as my tweet said, you know, I feel like this guy could have got frostbite and still travelled. There's nothing keeping this guy off of the team bus at the moment. Even if he's got a broken ACL or something, I reckon he'd still go and support the team. So just because he's travelled doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to start or even be in the squad. Who knows? So I'm keeping my my expectations a bit tempered because of that. But, you know, what we could see uh, what we could see from this team is something special if everyone is indeed available. Odegaard coming back in. Ramsdale being available, White being available. If Zinchenko can come into the team, even play in midfield if we needed him to, great. Get him some minutes if he can come off the bench. I think that we've got a great chance. Even without that, you know, people have complained about Arsenal's depth. You go watch the preview show yesterday. Even without Odegaard, even without White, even without Zinchenko, we can bring in Emil Smith-Rowe, Takahiro Tomiyasu and Kieran Tierney. And people have been moaning about depth in this squad, but I'm sorry, that's three great players coming into three crucial positions that last season we wouldn't have had. If Tierney got injured, we were down to Tavares. And Tavares, who has done really well on loan this season, but just not of the same kind of calibre, let's be real. Uh, if we'd have lost Odegaard last season, Smith Rowe was kind of playing on the left-hand side, but we really didn't have anything else. You know, we didn't have Vieira. Vieira is now here. He, I don't think he's going to feature in terms of a debut. Who knows? He might get, a, he might get an opportunity off the bench. But the point of Vieira is that when we lose Odegaard, potentially in the future, once he's been bedded in, we've got Vieira there um, to be that creative spark and more natural central player than Smith-Rowe is. But we've still got Smith-Rowe. And of course, now we've got Saliba in the group, who White is covering at right back brilliantly at the moment. But if White's out, Saliba's still there, and you've got Tommy Asu to come in. We've got depth. We have genuinely got depth in this team. And I love the tweets that people were putting out yesterday of like comparing our squad to Man City's squad and to uh, Liverpool's squad. And to be honest, there's not too much difference between the three teams at all in terms of depth. The issue is strength and depth and quality, not quantity. And I get that. But also, you can't use the argument when arguing back to those kind of team comparisons of quality over quantity. Because the quality was, for me, not necessarily out there for us. And I respect the decision to not go out and spend money for the sake of spending money, which is what we've done in the past, and it's never done us well. Anyway, that completes all of today's story. So we're going to go to part two and your questions. So if you've indeed got any questions you'd like to throw into the chat box, now is the time to do it. So without further ado, let's do that after this very quick break. So do go get your tickets. There's only 20 left, as I say, about that. Someone might have even bought some between now and me making this slideshow. But uh, let's have a quick check. Yeah, there have. So there's only 18 tickets left. Two people have bought during this show alone. So uh, 18 tickets left. Make sure you check all your travel details before you get involved as well, of course, because it is a game that you'll have to attend, not have to attend, I suppose, if you win. I mean, why wouldn't you attend if you won the tickets? be a bit weird. Um, and then, of course, do vote for us in the content awards as well. Today is the last day that you can get 
us into those nominations. Um, let's tackle your questions without further ado. Let's go in and see what you guys are saying. Uh, let's go a little bit higher to uh, Flipside, who says, uh, is it even possible to have a Premier League referee assigned to our game who isn't from Greater Manchester? It's a good, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, and, you know, this is why I talk about adding diversity, not just diversity in terms of background, but diversity in terms of giving opportunities to people that are, you know, from other areas of the country that aren't represented, you know, that are, you know, living in other areas of the country that aren't represented in Premier League officiating. Why is there so many officials that live in the North? Why are there none given the opportunity in the South? It's very, very strange um, that there is kind of this, leaning preference is it people's mates we just get are we doing mates rates is that what it is we're just recommending our friends who also live up north um i also like that paul tini is going through kind of this evolution to full refereedom by uh getting rid of his hair is that now like a premier league staple that you need to have no little to no hair (laughs) you know i imagine that you know in five years or so time when i eventually start losing this even more Maybe I can qualify. But right now, you know, <laughs> it's quite mad when you see it. Uh, let's go to scrolling up a little bit more. Michael says, who's putting a Xhaka red card bet on for simply looking at Ronaldo today? Oh, the Xhaka red card. At what point will it happen this season? Place your bets now. Clockwork Tangerine says, Tom, did you know that the 3 4 season, our invincible season, our sixth game of the season was a trip to Old Trafford? Do we dare believe? Yes, I did know that. The famous Battle of Old Trafford, um, the war, I suppose, uh, in the Northwest, uh, with Venisteroy hitting the bar in 92nd minute uh, with a penalty. And, I mean, imagine, just imagine that Ronaldo gets a penalty and hits the bar at 1-1. <laughs> you can just see it, a repeat of history. And we all know what happened after that game and what Arsenal went on to achieve. Uh, Bradley says, Tom, would you like to see Eddie give it a chance today in the middle of a 3-4-3? He's had a couple of great cameos off the bench, and I think he'd be a handle for Martinez. I don't think we need to start him, especially if Erdegaard is fit, and I think he's going to get his opportunities with the Europa League game against Zurich coming up on Thursday. So Enketia is expected to probably feature and play and start in that game. So no, but he will come off the bench at some point. It seems to be the case with him. You can't drop Jesus. I know you can move Jesus to the right, potentially, if you have, say, a 3-4-3 as Smith-Rowe, either not involved or or in it. But Bakaya Saka mainly kind of on that right wing-back slot. Um, Jesus right and Ketia in the middle, and Martinelli left, Tierney left wing-back, Lukonga and Xhaka in the middle, Saliba, White, or Tomiyasu, and Gabriel as the back three with Ramsdale in goal. That's how a 3-4-3 would work. But I don't think that's what we'll do. I think we will stick with what we've got. I think we'll play probably the same team that played uh, against Aston Villa. I don't see any changes really coming in bar. Maybe Tommy Asu, but even then, I don't think that will happen. I think it'll be the same team again. Um, let's go to Viraj. He says, if Mendy was fouled yesterday because of a touch, how was Ramsdale not fouled against Villa? The questions we ask ourselves every week, Viraj. Like, it's just what we do. It's, it's, we have to just continue to question consistent decision-making by officials in this league because it's dreadful. Uh, Ngoni says, uh, do you think our record at Old Trafford is so poor because we fear them so much regardless of how terrible the team may be? No, I just, I, I don't know if it's that. I think it's more, there's, there's always weird games at Old Trafford. We have an okay record in terms of getting points, in terms of draws, but our record of wins, we have one win since 2006, which did come, of course, under Mikel Arteta. We have a chance. I think last year's game was a weird one. Neither team played particularly well. 
Odegaard gave that penalty away after scoring. Um, you know, I think that this game hopefully will break the mould a bit and show Arsenal's dominance and progression over what was kind of happened between now and then. But it's a big, big game for both teams. If Arsenal win, they go four points clear at the top and I think, what, six, nine clear of Man United if we win. And uh, if we draw, we still are clear at the top um, and it would still be, you know, still pretty good place to be in, uh, to be fair. Uh, let's go to Daniel says, Tom, are you talking about easy games? Celebration police are on us. VAR robbed West Ham. Yes, I think that VAR robbing decisions and robbing opportunities for other sides is going to become a norm if it hasn't already. Let's be honest, it has already become an absolute norm. Uh, latest on injuries, V-Dub. As I mentioned in the show already, Odegaard, Zinchenko, White and Ramsdale have all travelled this morning or yesterday evening. So good signs. Lynn says there will be two pens today, one for us and one for them. And you know who will get it. Yes, uh, I know exactly what you mean. There will be a clear penalty for us, not given. And there will be a, a questionable penalty for them, given. You can see it happening. We just know what is going to happen at this stage. Uh, Carabao says, Tom, do you think we'll increase the standard of refereeing in the Premier League if they sign referees from other countries? Not necessarily, because they've brought Jared Gillett in from Australia, and he has been, in my view, one of the poorest referees in the league so far. So, no, there's no guarantee by bringing in referees from abroad that you're going to get an, like, an improvement. It has to be, for me, it has to be improved by accountability. There has to be some kind of league table of officials that if you're a refereeing of standard is good in the championship, that after, say, three, four games of consistent refereeing, you get promoted to the Premier League. And if there's three, four bad games in the Premier League for an official, they get relegated to the championship. There needs to be accountability. There has to be something that pushes referees to make better decisions, to really consider what the right choice is for the, for the sake of their own career. You know, why does you think about footballers who they're officiating? If they have bad games, they're dropped, they're subbed, they're sold. Officials don't have any pressure on them. They have the pressure of the crowd and the psychological and the social side of things, but there's no pressure, really. There's no pressure. And I mean, VAR, in my view, has taken pressure off them. They get to look at replays of these incidents, which they've never been able to do before. And yet, arguably, more bad decisions are being made now. And there's more apologies coming out. And there's more analysis by former officials saying that their former colleagues are getting these decisions wrong. It's inexcusable. It's it's inexcusable to get these decisions wrong when this much is on the line, this much money is on the line, this much pride and, and world-class competition is on the line. The money involved in football these days is not acceptably um, kind of measured in comparison to the officials' standards. We need to invest more in officiating. We need to invest more in sanctioning, making referees more accountable. I'm all up for that. But the quality of the game is only as good as the quality of those in charge of managing the games. And right now, that quality of that is is on the floor, arguably the worst it's ever been. And yet football is the most successful financial level it's ever been in its history and yet for me the officiating standards are at the lowest they've ever been just my perspective just my opinion um Maggi says what message would that send to the championship bad refs can ref in the championship it's not that important no i think that's i think matt you've probably misinterpreted what i said it's got to be a league table so all the way through from the national league up to the premier league it needs to have this kind of you know championship officials should be worse than Premier League officials. 
It's not to say that those officials are bad, but the Premier League officials should be better than those refereeing in the championship. The best referees in the country, just like the best players in the world, should be at the top level. So it's not about sending a message that the officiating lower down the leagues is going to be worse. It just should be. like It just should be worse because the best of the best should be at the top, top level. So I don't think it's about sending a message necessarily, Matt. I think it's more about just the way that it should be. Uh, and the only way that we get it to be that, like, let's be let's be clear, like officials that we've seen in the pre- in the re- in the Premier League just stay there. They're there upon year upon year after mistake after mistake. And maybe I'm being too ignorant of how poor the officiating is in the Championship. Maybe I don't know enough about the officiating in the Championship, and I'm looking a rightful because the officiating there is also awful. I don't watch enough games in the Championship to know. But from what I see in the Premier League, surely. Surely there are opportunities to be given to other officials to give them the chance to show that they are better than Tierney and Mike Dean previously and John Moss and Anthony Taylor and Michael Oliver and, you know, um, Craig Pawson, all of these guys. Like, surely there are people that could be better than them. Surely. Um, Deep Kundu says, what about putting a mic on them? That is also part of it and interviewing them. That is definitely a legitimate strategy that we should be looking to implement into refereeing. Is micing them up, just like they're doing the rugby, you know, micing them up and getting them doing interviews, getting them to explain their decision making. Absolutely, make more accountable, make them more accountable for their actions, make things more coherent. Why aren't they mic'd up? Why are they not mic'd up? I'm waiting for someone to give me a genuine explanation as to why they're not. Uh, Zuko, if you want to hear the Arsenal chat. Rewind to the start of the show. We did it all throughout the start of the show. So uh, you can quit your complaining and go and rewind because we've done plenty of Arsenal chat. Anyway, there's going to be even more Arsenal chat on the show um, tomorrow morning, of course, when we react to the game against Manchester United tonight. I am going to have to round things off there because I've got to get on my uh, get in the car and drive all the way up to Old Trafford and back in one day. But it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Fingers crossed Arsenal come away with a fantastic result. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here without any further ado we are going to finish things off though thanks so much for tuning in i'll see you tomorrow morning Uh, i'll see you at old trafford if you're going and uh, as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mc delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered. By fans.